the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. If you're hearing my voice right now, you're probably thinking, okay, this is just getting ridiculous. Where is Arthur Idala? Where in the world could Arthur Idala be? Well, unfortunately, he's not here in the studio tonight, but uh, I'm your guest host for the evening, Joe Sibilia, returning once again. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here yesterday evening, and I am back again to substitute for the great Arthur Idala. Uh, I'm as surprised that I'm filling in for Arthur tonight as you are. Because I was doing my usual routine uh, for the Joe Piscopo show this morning and into the afternoon, booking the show, trying to find guests to come on for Joe for the morning. And then around, I'd say, 2.30, I was getting ready to leave. I walked outside. I was waiting for the bus. And as I'm getting on the bus and paid for the bus, my phone starts to ring. And I look. And who is it? It's Arthur Idala. So I know. I was as shocked as you were. So... Now, if you recall uh, from our interview with uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz yesterday, Arthur, uh, Arthur was vacationing in uh, Martha's Vineyard alongside uh, Emron and Sari, and they were hanging out with Professor Dershowitz, and he was supposed to fly back. And he said, oh, Joe, he said, you know, all the flights are canceled. Uh, he was trying to get off the island. He, uh, he's getting on a ferry. So then he's taking an Uber to Providence. And then from there, he's taking the train to Penn Station. Then he's going to his office. Then he has to get his car. And he says, hopefully he'll be back before midnight. So he was generous enough to ask that I sit in for him again. uh, And I was obviously more than happy to oblige. So we're hoping Arthur gets home uh, quickly and safely and that his uh, commute is not too much further delayed. Uh, But fortunately, I have the equally great Matthew Sam Bolin sitting with me in the studio. Matt, Good what evening. a pleasure to have you with me tonight. It's, well, thank you. Sorry I was not here yesterday, but I know you did a very well job. It's uh, lots of compliments I heard as usual, and it's good to have you back in the host chair again. I want names, Matt. I want names. <laughs> no, it, no, it's great to have you back here too. It's you know, as it's always great to have Alex, but it's never the same without Sam Bellino. So I can shout, "Hey, Sam Bellino, what are you doing?" Just don't call me Al like you did the last time <laughs> we worked together. <laughs> All right, whatever you say, Al. Um, so <laughs> we're talking uh, about uh, some of the news of the day here off the top. Uh, there is a bit of breaking news that has come out. Uh, apparently, uh, there is a teen who is missing uh, down at uh, Coney Island Beach. He and another teenager uh, were swimming uh, in the water, and this was, I guess, around uh, 1245. Uh, the police and uh, the FDNY 
responded to a report of two people drowning. Uh, there was a 14-year-old who was safely rescued, uh, but there is a second teen who is 15 years of age who uh, has been missing as of 2.40 p.m., so uh, our prayers are with the first responders, and we hope that uh, this uh, young man is found. And uh, now, the other big story of the day, and <laughs> if you've been outside, if, if you don't, you know, live in a locked room, you would know that uh, New York is ex- experiencing very excessive heat. In fact, this is the first excessive heat warning that New York has had since August 13th, 2021. Uh, Mayor Adams has spoken out on this issue, uh, and uh, the peak intensity of this heat uh, reportedly is forecasted to occur between noon and 8 p.m. today, tomorrow, and Saturday. So you'll want to make sure that you're staying in a cool place in a room with air conditioning, uh, the health commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vassan, has warned that a, a fan is not enough to keep you cool in this heat. You need to be in a place that's air conditioned. Now, if you are not lucky enough to be somebody who has the luxury of air conditioning in your home, I have good news for you. Uh, Mayor Adams has announced that the city is opening 500 cooling centers. So if you do not have access to air conditioning, please, by all means, seek out these uh, cooling centers. Uh, To find your nearest location, you can call 311 or visit the City Cooling Center Finder online. So please stay safe. Make sure you're hydrated. For somebody like me, who is a a ginger, I am rather fair-skinned, I just generally don't do well in the sun, but it is doubly dangerous for me in this heat. I have had familial experiences where we have ended up looking like lobsters sitting out in the sun for 10 minutes, and if that can do that to me, this is no laughing matter. Please be safe in this heat, and uh, please uh, take care of yourself as we go through this excessive heat that we are facing. Now, I want to announce something big that's going on. Uh, here at the Arthur Idala Power Hour. On Monday, August 14th, the Arthur Idala Power Hour is going to be back in Times Square for a live remote show. Arthur will be joined by the Midtown Big Coalition, a partnership of business improvement district organizations advocating for safer streets and solutions to address quality of life issues in our city. So stay tuned as we gear up for another fun show at the crossroads of the world. And what a fun time these broadcasts always are. I have been fortunate enough to attend a few of them, and it is always a treat. Uh, And one of the great pleasures of attending these remotes is I get to see and hang out a little bit with the president of Times Square Alliance, a gentleman by the name of Tom Harris, who, if you are a listener of this show, he is no stranger to you. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, tell me, what can we look forward to at the upcoming remote that we're going to have on uh, August 14th? So, Joe, thanks for having me. It was good to be in the studio the other day with Matt and the crew and glad to be on with you tonight. So the Midtown Bid Coalition was formed a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a group of seven business improvement districts in Midtown. We love our city. We love Midtown. Uh, we want to support Mayor Adams and the New York City Police Department. Uh, they're doing a great job, but they need some tools, additional tools, additional resources. And we want to help them advocate uh, with our elected officials to try to try to get the support that they need to do the job and to to bring our city back. Our city safe. It could be safer if we all work together. It will be safer. So, Tom, let me ask you a question. You know, Times Square has so many great locales. There's so much to do there. What is your favorite thing in Times Square? If somebody is coming to New York City and they don't have a lot of time, but obviously they're going to make the requisite stop to the crossroads of the world, what do you advise that they see? 
So the the greatest free show in New York City is sitting on the red steps in China, in Times Square and people watching. Every 45 seconds, that block in Times Square is different. That's about the time it takes to walk one block in Times Square. And it's a new experience every 45 seconds. So if you only have one thing to do, go to the center of Times Square, Duffy Square, sit on the, the red steps and just watch the greatest show in the world, the people in Times Square. You know, I have to admit, there are very few free things to do in New York City. One of them, of course, is the uh, acclaimed Staten Island Ferry. But people watching and people watching at the crossroads of the world does sound like a great time. Uh, so I'm going to keep that in mind uh, the next time I'm going up to Times Square and I need to pause and just reflect. I'll do it in uh, really the heart place of the greatest city in the world. Uh, Tom, any uh, anything else you'd like the uh, listeners to know uh, before I let you go? Just uh, just kudos to the New York City Police Department. They made an arrest in that incident that happened last week in Times Square. The three people shot. So so we have the greatest police department in the city. In, in the world, and uh, they are keeping us safe. New York City is safe. Times Square is safe. Come to Times Square. Come to Midtown and just have a great time. Tom, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. It has been far too long. Send my best uh, to all of our friends at Times Square Alliance, and thank you for joining us. And uh, we're really looking forward to this great remote on Monday, August 14th with the Arthur Idella Power Hour. Tom, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. All right, that was Tom Harris, president of Times Square Alliance. And remember, that remote will be taking place on Monday, August the 14th. Now, coming up on the show, we have a very packed show today, just because there's so much going on to discuss in the world. Uh, Now, I'm trying to find, I have about 3,000 papers here, thanks to uh, my uh, great team here, Matt Sambolin (laughs) and Joan Pelzer. Uh, 620, we're going to be talking with James McCarthy again. Uh, he was on with us yesterday. He is the NYPD Assistant Chief and Commanding Officer of Manhattan South, and he's going to give us an update on the latest involving uh, the crane collapse that took place yesterday. Thankfully, as I had mentioned, there were no fatalities. Uh, we are blessed that uh, the injuries were relatively minor, so we're going to find out a little more about what's going on uh, at the site of the crane collapse. And then after... Uh, Chief McCarthy joins us. We're going to be talking with Michael Kemper, who is the NYPD chief of transit. Now, this is an interview I'm really looking forward to because as somebody who does not own a car, rather refuses to own a car in the city of New York and makes Matt Sambolin chauffeur him to movie screenings as frequently as he possibly (laughs) can. uh, It's always a delight to hear about what's going on uh, with uh, public transit. And uh, here's hoping that uh, uh, Chief Kemper has some good news for us today. Now, Coming up later in the show, uh, today is a special day. You know, every day I'm at the office, Matt Sambolin is busy working on the celebrity birthday list. This is my favorite thing because it's always the most esoteric people. For example, yesterday was the birthday of uh, Jan Berenstein, who was one of the co-authors of those Berenstein Bear books uh, that you may have read when you were a child. And it's always... Those were uh, great books. It, it was. And it's always a delight to see who Matt's going to come up with. Well, there was a birthday he missed today. And uh, on this day in 1940, Bugs Bunny was born. He made his big screen debut in the Warner Brothers cartoon A Wild Hair, directed by Tex Avery. And joining me to discuss the legacy of this most immortal wascally wabbit is none other than the son of his longtime voice Mel Blanc... And that is Noel Blank. So Noel Blank 
Mel Blanc's son will join us uh, to uh, pay tribute to the great one himself, Bugs Bunny. Uh, coming up next, as I said, Chief James McCarthy. This is Joe Sibilia filling in for Arthur Idala on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Arthur, I hope that your commute is quick and painless from here on. We'll be right back after this. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. COVID's over, so the people at the New York Times need another reason to be afraid and for you to be afraid, too. So last week, they ran an article telling their readers, quote, how to determine whether it's safe to leave the house, unquote. That's because of the supposed dangers posed by heat waves, flash flooding, and smoke across the country. What nonsense. If writers at the New York Times were journalists instead of activists, they'd add some context. Although heat-related deaths are rising, far more people die from cold than from heat. But the agenda is to advance the climate change narrative, even though a recent U.N. report found the world's temperature hasn't risen for the last 15 years. The goal is to frighten us into accepting intrusive nanny state regulations they claim, without evidence, will improve global warming. But Americans don't frighten easily. It's not news that summer is hot. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off the 4th of July by saving you $1,500. That's how much you can get when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with them. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. The Sabah family makes you feel like family when you walk into their showroom. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy a car from them, they want to buy your car. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for detail. N73023. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online, with no complicated forms, and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. 
Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. This is your guest host tonight, Joe Sibilia. And joining me once again on the Ortho Dow Power Hour is none other than James McCarthy, NYPD Assistant Chief and Commanding Officer of Manhattan South. Chief McCarthy, thank you for being with me again. A pleasure to talk to you as always. Hey, Joe. Very nice to hear from you again. Uh, and I'm very happy to be with you. Uh, well, thank you uh, for your kind words. Now, Chief, uh, what information have we learned about the crane collapse that uh, occurred uh, yesterday since uh, we spoke 24 hours ago? Well, right now it's still uh, under investigation, like I said yesterday. That's That would be something that you'd have to go to the, the fire department, uh, fire marshals, to discuss what what actually occurred. Um, obviously something ignited the, uh, the crane, and that led to the crane snapping. Um, from a police department standpoint, like we're more involved in the uh, – you know, the pedestrian and vehicular uh, aspect of it. We've uh, shrunk it even more today. So, you know, vehicles, buses, um, and pedestrians can walk fluidly across uh, 40th Street. And really the only the only disruption right now is just the Yotel Hotel, who uh, they opted to, uh, to close yesterday and today. Um, what I... I think that that wouldn't be a disruption either, but like I said, that was their uh, their call. But, um, you know, right now, like I said, uh, all the agencies working together, you know, endlessly, and, uh, you know, things are coming along. I think we still have probably a, a couple of days left. Um, you know, it's definitely going to go into tomorrow with the cleanup and stuff. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's nothing short as, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, uh, nobody was seriously hurt. Well, I was going to ask you about uh, some of those who were injured. Uh, have we heard anything more about their condition? And I had heard, is please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I heard that the worst of the injuries was a slice to somebody's head. Can you uh, elaborate on this at all, Chief McCarthy? Yes, I believe, uh, you know, a school teacher that works uh, at uh, Success Academy, you know, got a little bit of a slice to the head, but again, a minor injury. That's good to hear. So, now, you mentioned that the traffic situation is uh, starting to clear up, uh, and you and mentioned the vehicular situation. Was there any sort of vehicular damage as a result of the crane collapse? No, not at all. I mean, it's a, it's a block that on 10th Avenue, the, 
there was really no cars parked there, fortunately. And, uh, you know, it's just that there is a lot of debris still in the in the roadway. So 10th Avenue, you know, from from 38th Street to 42nd Street, it's going to be uh, closed, you know, for the next day at least. You know, we, we constantly have interagency meetings, so we keep getting updates every couple hours. So apparently it was reported that the operator of the crane uh, once had his operating license suspended following a construction site death some 15 years or so ago. Uh, what do we know about the operator of the crane as well as the New York City Crane and Equipment Corporation uh, that uh, was uh, furnishing this crane for this project? Uh, right now, again, that the fire marshal uh, case, I, I don't believe at this time there's any criminality with the crane operator himself, but that is the same, uh, you know, like post uh, article reads uh, the same guy from the the accident that happened, I guess, in 2008, I believe. All right, Chief McCarthy, is there anything else that you would like uh, those listening uh, to know about uh, this incident that took place yesterday? And uh, uh, what would you like them to keep uh, abreast of going forward as uh, the investigation unfolds? Well, right, right now, Joe, uh, I would like to say that we're in the seventh inning of the cleanup and stuff. So, uh, so again, I just want you know New Yorkers to say to themselves, "Wow, that is so fortunate that uh, there was no major in- uh, injuries and stuff." And uh, you know, it's just amazing what we can do when the mayor puts all the city agencies together. And uh, you know, to me, it was a tremendous uh, effort on everybody's part to get this back to normal as fast as possible. Well, Chief McCarthy, thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with us today on the Arthur Idella Power. We hope to have you on again soon, and hopefully the next time you come on, you'll uh, be able to be graced by the presence of Arthur Idella when he's not in transit from Martha's Vineyard uh, back to New York. But it is always a delight to talk with you, so thank you for making the time well, for me. I'm honored uh, to have this opportunity. I would definitely go out to Martha's Vineyard to visit him anytime <laughs> Arthur and Alan Dershowitz, amen to that. Chief McCarthy, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure as always. All the best, Joe. Thank you. That was uh, Chief James McCarthy, NYPD Assistant Chief, Commanding Officer of Manhattan South, who has the inside line on everything having to do with this crane collapse that took place yesterday. Matt, I was talking about this incident yesterday, and the the only way I could think to describe it was it looked like an amusement park ride, the way this crane swung. It was so rapid and so violent. It was very scary, and thank goodness no one was actually killed because this could have easily done a lot more damage uh, than it did. Uh, You're most certainly right about that, and thankfully we have such great people from the NYPD like Chief McCarthy. And coming up next, we have another person affiliated with the NYPD, Michael Kemper, who is the NYPD Chief of Transit. Now, it's interesting because... My day-to-day life, I do take public transit. I take the express bus with some frequency. I like to take the uh, subway when I can, but I'm always a little leery of taking the subway, and especially when I get up to do the Joe Piscopo show every morning from 6 to 10 on this radio station. Excuse me. Um, I'm always afraid to go on the subway, A, because I'm afraid my mother's going to yell at me, and when mom is mad at you, that's... (laughs) That's as bad as it gets. That's a scary situation right there. But more so, I am afraid you hear these stories of people being pushed onto the tracks and these subway slashings. And to me, it's not worth it. So every day, instead of taking the subway, and I can't take the express bus because since the pandemic began, they stopped running the express bus. Uh, So I have not had the opportunity to take it because it just doesn't get me to the office early enough. So I have been shelling out 
so much money to take Uber every day. And I have asked Sam Bellino, I said, look, couldn't we carpool in the morning? Couldn't you pick me up and drive me every day? But Sam no. Bellino refuses, and I don't know why. Uh, no. I, why don't you ride a motorized scooter and ride it on the sidewalk like all the other guys riding them on the sidewalk? Yeah, well, this is true. I've always been plowed down by those scooters a couple of times. It's, <laughs> a, it's really a scary situation, to say the least. Uh, and uh, let me tell you something about Sam Bellino here today. I want to say that he is such a great operations manager here. He does so much for so many people. He really is an asset to this organization. But there is one shortcoming, uh, shortcoming of Matt Sambo. There we go. So we had the distinct pleasure of having pizza today at the office. Now, whenever Sambolino is charged with ordering the pizza, we get some of the most ridiculous pizza orders at this office. One time... Matt infamously ordered the breakfast pie that has Which eggs and ham on it. Who, eggs does not belong on a pizza. Eggs, a pizza does not make. That's questionable and arguable. Just like you could say the same about pineapple. Yeah, well, I don't agree with pineapple on pizza either. So um, I'm trying to figure out where your taste in pizza comes from, Matt. Uh, it's not a taste in pizza. I just like having some unique toppings. Meatball lovers is a unique topping. I'll give you meatball lovers. Like Meatballs go with the ingredients of pizza because they are often found in Italian dishes. There was apparently a lasagna pizza. Lasagna is its own meal. Why are we putting it on a pizza? That was one of the better pies from this place. The the lasagna pizza was delicious. I I find that questionable. But please, if you do have an opinion on this, feel free to call the show. 877-970-2999-877-970-2999. Feel free to voice your opinion on this pizza debate. Uh, It's uh, really caused a lot of controversy here in the offices of AM 970, The Answer. Now, let me just say again in case you did not hear in the opening segment, to beware of the heat that we are facing here in New York City. Again, it's an excessive heat warning. You need to be somewhere where there's air conditioning. Mayor Adams has called for uh, funding uh, for people who are in uh, low-income neighborhoods. Uh, He wants the federal government to... uh, fund a program that will essentially subsidize home cooling services. So I agree with the mayor on this. I think that nobody should be at risk because they can't afford to live in a a home or an environment that is relatively temperate. So we can only hope that uh, the mayor makes some progress on that issue because I uh, totally support him on that. Needless to say, I mean, I live in an apartment that is barely <laughs> cool as it is and as an air conditioner. So uh, please uh, be aware of the uh, of the cooling centers. And again, you can call 311 for that. We have a call on the pizza debate. Uh, we have uh, my good friend Vince Miko on the line. Vince, how are you today? It's a pleasure to hear your voice again. Hey, Joe. Hey, Matt. You guys are doing a great job in Arthur's Thank you, absence Vince. tonight. I really so appreciate the it. pizza, oh, uh, you bet. <clears throat> you know, for a year, well, you guys might have been uh, to Cafe Capri in East Rutherford. My dad used to own it for about 25 years. And we, you know, when he had it, we hosted uh, in conjunction with the, the business breakfast over at Burton Community College. We would invite Joe and Kevin McCall, you know, some members. Yes, of fantastic the, uh, establishment. Yes. So thank you. And then. But we grew up, my sisters and I, working in the restaurant. 
And, you know, when people from Sicily would come over on vacation and, you know, their relatives would bring them to Cafe Capri to come try out the wood-burning brick oven pizza, we had this pizza called Quattro Stagioni, right, which is a famous pizza in Italy. But the people, the pizza snobs that would come from Sicily would order Quattro Stagioni pizza. If they could pronounce it. Hard-boiled egg on top. So when you guys are debating whether or not eggs uh, belong on pizza, Italians from Italy, they put some of the most bizarre things on pizza, like hard-boiled eggs. And the rage in Italy, funny enough, is hot dog, sliced hot dog on top of pizza. Sliced hot dog? I would eat either one of those. That sounds incredible. Maybe you are more Italian than I am, Sam. I think so. And the O is only added to your last name Correct. just as sort of an incidental addendum to make you sound more. That's a stage name, if anything. It is a stage name, but you and know what? Hot dogs and I eggs think, on pizza, I approve. I think Al Gattulo needs to start being more generous with carpooling you guys in in the morning, given <laughs> the express bus situation. I'm sure he could swing well, into Brooklyn you know, to grab us. See, Al Gattulo is, is a great friend, but I, I've had my own incident with Al where he refused to drive me to go meet Kelsey Grammer. I had stopped the by the same. office, refused to take me to the same place he was going, and uh, I, I don't think I could count on Al to come all the way to Bay Ridge to pick me up and then drive me in. So uh, p- perhaps you can make that uh, appeal on my part. Vince, always good to hear from you, and thank you for calling. Yes, it's a, you, a pleasure to hear your voice again. Likewise. Great job tonight. Uh, thank you. It's, it's an honor to hear that from you, Vince. Uh, coming up next... As I had mentioned, uh, we have the uh, chief of transit joining us to talk about everything that's going on in the subways. You don't want to miss that. And please, if you do have an opinion that you'd like to weigh in on this great pizza debate, what is a topping that does not belong on a pizza? 877-970-2999. Number again is 877-970-2999. And joining us later in the show, Mel Blank's son, Noel Blank, to pay tribute to what I think is probably the greatest cartoon character of all time, Bugs Bunny. Stay with us. Joe Sebelius sitting in for Arthur Idala. We'll be right back after this message. What does Imran Ansari think about the Supreme Court's spate of decisions this spring? He'll let us know tonight at 7. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me, Dennis Prager, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for almost a year now. 
Well, Plaza College, which you know has been around since 1916, not only has the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to their first graduating cohort of nursing students. The first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Congratulations. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala, Bertuna, and at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Welcome back. This is your guest host today on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. My name is Joe Sibilia. And uh, in a second, we're going to be talking with NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. But please, uh, we're taking calls. I uh, hope to get to a few of them before the end of the show. What is a topping that does not belong on pizza? 877-970-2999. Uh, NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper, joining us now to talk everything that's going on in the subway. Uh, Chief Kemper, thank you for joining me. How are you? Joe, how's it going? It's going very well, thank you. Now, Chief, what exactly is the latest regarding crime in the subways, and where are the statistics at at this moment? 
Joe, first off, let me start with pineapples and anchovies. Do not belong. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Chief. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Meatballs and pepperoni. That's what we do. They're good. Uh, See, we have meatballs today at the office. Sam Bolin ordered correctly. <laughs> Listen, that, that's traditional. That's what we do. Amen to All that. Right, so look, look, as far as crime in the subway system, I don't want to jinx it, but things are looking good. So I'll give you a... Uh, a quick look at the last four weeks, and then I'll tell you where we are year to date. So the last four weeks are starting just about uh, the end of June uh, up until present. So the last four calendar weeks, uh, crime in the subway system in New York City is down 9.5% versus last year. That represents just about 17 less victims of uh, major crime in the subway system versus last year. And we're looking at bigger picture uh, year to date. You know, So from January 1st up until uh, present, uh, crime in the subway system is down just under 6%, uh, just about 75 less victims of major crimes in the subway system. And, you know, th- that's year-to-date. And uh, comparing it versus, you know, pre-COVID 2019 and 18, uh, we're down, set, you know, just over 7% versus uh, pre-COVID 2019. So, you know, that's where the crime picture is, how we got there, uh, multiple different ways. But, uh, look, I, I want to be clear. Um, the men and women assigned to the Transit Bureau, to the NYPD, uh, they're, they're working hard. Uh, they're working long hours. They're doing exceptional work. Now, that is really good news because I have been so hesitant to take the subway, uh, especially at the hour that I normally come in. I produce Joe Piscopo's morning show here on this radio station, and it will require me to take the subway at about 4.30 in the morning. Uh, but it seems as though when there are these attacks on the subway, there's no rhyme or reason as to when the attacks actually take place. So uh, when is the safest time to be traveling on the subway and on public transit here in New York? So, it's, it's look, to, to travel on the subway system, let me put things in perspective, all right? And I'll, I'll give you some, you know, some factual data, and then, then we'll talk about that. But, you know, 1.8% of all crime that occurs in the city occurs in the subway system. So what do I mean by that? So in New York City, out of out of 100 crimes that occur in New York City, 1.8, 1.8 occur in the subway system. We're averaging about six major felonies a day in the subway system that is as expansive. It's the largest subway system in, in North America. And it serves upwards of four-plus million paid riders a day. Um, look, the subway system... When you use the subway system, I'll tell you, I'll tell your listeners, I'll tell you, you know, what I tell my own daughter who, who rides the subway routinely in Manhattan. Um, try to keep uh, your eyes open, be aware of your surroundings, just like, just like if you're walking down a city street or you're walking through a mall or anywhere. Be aware of your surroundings. If you go onto a subway car, try and go onto a subway car that's occupied. Try and stay with crowds. And um, other than that, enjoy the subway system. Enjoy all that New York City has to offer. Now, let me ask you, I had heard that the city was testing out safety barriers at a few select subway stations to prevent commuters from falling or being pushed onto the tracks. Uh, would this be effective in uh, stopping uh, this from happening? Um, as far as it being effective, I, you know, my, my, this is just my opinion. My opinion is it, it could have a positive effect. I do know this, that the MTA uh, is, is in talks and they're in discussions about you know, piloting or, or, or thinking about piloting this at select stations. But as far as uh, this coming to every station throughout New York City, I don't think that's uh, uh, coming anytime soon. 
that's something I would definitely uh, refer to the NCAA to answer that question. Definitely. Now, what is the issue that we're seeing in New York with subway surfing, and when did this become such a prevalent issue on the subway? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Joe, look, crime is obviously our top priority, um, but the topic of subway surfing, what you just brought up, is, is so important as well. So, look, subway surfing is, how do I describe it? It's, super, it's a super reckless act in which usually primarily teenagers are, you know, you know what they're doing? They're riding on top of trains, and they're not only just standing on the trains, they're doing stunts. And unfortunately, some, uh, some of these kids that are doing it are being seriously injured and some even dying. Joe, just this year alone, four teenagers died uh, while do you know while subway surfing in New York City. I'll give you their ages just to uh, uh, put this in perspective. We're talking about a 16-year-old, a 15-year-old, and two 14-year-olds who died subway surfing. Can you imagine? That's tragic. It's super tragic, super unfortunate, and so avoidable. Um, Joe, this is all fueled by social media attention and the clout that they're getting. They're videotaping themselves subway surfing, they're putting it up on social media, and they're trying to get attention, and, and they're trying to outdo each other. So this is a very, very serious concern of ours, and we, you know, we're spending a lot of time and effort into stopping this from occurring. Now, what do you think is the best way to try and get the message uh, to the youth in the city that this is just plain dangerous and not a good idea to begin with, to even be... Uh, entertaining the idea of participating in subway surfing. Listen, forums like this, you know, you allowing me to talk about this on your radio um, is is hitting people listening. Uh, We speak about this on social media. We speak about this on uh, other, uh, you know, press interviews. Um, You know, we're working with the Department of Education. I've met with the school's chancellor, Max, uh, uh, a few occasions with him personally and his team, uh, you know, about our concerns. And, And listen, he and his team shares the concern and about incorporating this into uh, the school curriculum. Um, I, I just want to say this, subway surfing is illegal. It's a crime to subway surfing. Uh, you know, we have a lot of intelligence gathering that we do. There's investigations trying to identify subway surfers. We deploy uh, personnel uh, to uh, stop subway surfers and to arrest them if we find them. But again, you know, the arrests, once we make the arrests, I say this a lot. You know, the arrests are good. It's a deterrent. Uh, but once we make the arrest, that means they already did it. Our goal is to stop them from even doing it and hurting them or coffee bit doing themselves. So a lot of, a lot of outreach is coming with this also on top of that enforcement. Well, listen, Chief, thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk about this issue. And I do hope that uh, there is a way that uh, we will be able to eventually put an end to this nightmare that is subway surfing. But it is good to hear that a crime has gone down on the subways. And uh, I thank you for all of your efforts in making that happen, Chief Kemper. It's a pleasure. Joe, I appreciate it. And shout out to all the cops, the New York City cops, best cops in the world, uh, who come to work each and every day. Uh, and work very hard and just to help people and make things better for everyone. Thanks for uh, giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, Chief Kemper. Michael Kemper, the NYPD Chief of Transit. Coming up next, no blank, and we're going to be going to the phones. Stay tuned. Don't go go away. Joe Sibilia on the Arthur Idala Power Hour.
This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Let's talk about my friends at Bay Ridge Honda because they are kicking off July 4th savings by saving you $1,500. That's how much you get when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy a car from them, they want to buy your car. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Ends 7-30-23. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. If you were at the movies on July 27th, 1940, chances are you heard that music introducing a cartoon that would make history. The Academy Award-nominated Tex Avery short, A Wild Hair, which was the film that introduced the crystallized version of Bugs Bunny as we know him today. And joining me is the son of Mel Blanc, who, of course, created the voice for Bugs Bunny, along with cartoon characters such as Daffy Duck, Woody Woodpecker, Tweety, Sylvester, Barney Rubble, Yosemite Sam, and hundreds of others. And his son's name, who is also a voice actor in his own right and a producer, is Noel Blank. Noel, thank you so much for making time to talk with me today. How are you? Me. What's up, Doc? <laughs> As my daddy would say. <laughs> <laughs> and and you sound almost exactly like him. You would have me fooled. Uh, it's uh, uh, such an honor to be talking with you. You know, I'm only 27, as I had mentioned to you in one of our previous conversations, and uh, I have idolized your father practically my whole life. So that's been, what, about 10 minutes so far? But it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's truly an honor to have you here. I want to get right into it because we have uh, some limited time. Now, your father made a cartoon history by creating the voice of Bugs Bunny, but it was not all that easy for him to break into the animated cartoons. It took him, I think, I had heard something about a year and a half to get into yes, Leon Schlesinger Productions. Brothers every two weeks for a year and a half. And the fellow at the front gate would say, I'm sorry we have all the voices we needed, because uh, Warner Brothers had contract movie players at that time, and they were doing the voices. 
so uh, he they dismissed him each time he came to the uh, you know the the gate there and finally there was a different person at at the front gate into uh, the termite terrace there and uh, it, it was Trey Brown who happened to be the uh, sound effects man for all the cartoons at that time and the bad voices that were being used at that time. And Trey heard Mel and said, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. They're having a Christmas party upstairs, but come on upstairs. I want you to meet the directors. So we went up there and met the four or five directors, uh, including Chuck Jones and Tex Avery. And he did his little bit, which was a five-minute that he had practiced. And they said, what are you doing next Thursday uh, evening? And he says, well, nothing. He said, well, come on by and see if we can get the voice for this uh, uh, drunken bull. And, of course, my dad did a great drunk. And he he did the drunken bull, and they said, you're hired. And through that little time that he did the drunken bull, he kept coming back to them to pick up other voices. The first one was Porky Pig. Uh, and because he, uh, the fellow that was doing Porky Pig at that time, was uh, he stuttered, really, and they, he couldn't read the lines when they came. So they figured that Mel would be terrific if he could develop a voice. So Mel went down to the, I guess he went down to the pig pen and walled around with the pigs for a long time, came back and said, I think a, a pig would grunt when he talked. Porky does not stutter. It's a grunt. <laughs> exactly. And, that was, and from then on, it is Daffy Duck, you know. Now, I, I, you, I wanted to ask you. Speedy Gonzalez and the Roadrunner and Tasmanian Devil and Foghorn Leghorn, Sylvester and Tweety, they, all the characters were him. Now, I wanted to ask you, because you, you had mentioned that the directors were having a Christmas party, and I became friendly uh, in her last few years with one of the ink and paint artists from uh, Leon Schlesinger's studio by the name of Martha Siegel, and she used to rave about those Christmas parties. Did you, as a kid growing up, ever get to go over to uh, Schlesinger Cartoons and see the studio in action uh, and maybe see your father work when he would record the cartoons? Oh, yes, many times. He'd bring me over there. Uh, just to take a look at the studio. And then, of course, he did most of the voicing on stage 14 at Warner Brothers. So I'd go there to uh, watch him perform on this. These sound stages are just giant. They're bigger than an airplane hangar. And that's the way you're hearing the new voices that, that are doing all the characters now in a very different kind of sound than was projected in that giant stage. But, uh, yeah, I used to go over there all the time and uh, go with them over to the studios. It was wonderful. Now, after your father uh, sort of reinvented the voice of Porky Pig and came up with a voice for Daffy Duck, uh, around this time there were a couple of directors by the name of uh, Bugs Hardaway uh, and uh, Tex a- and uh, Chuck Jones and all different people, but they were doing these cartoons with a, sort of a precursor to a Bugs Bunny, which was a rabbit. Now, how did the rabbit change from the rabbit in those early embryonic cartoons to the Bugs Bunny we know today, and how did the voice develop over well, the time? the voice developed, and, and it developed over a few years, a couple of years, a couple of three years, in fact, because the original uh, Happy Rabbit uh, was uh, two years earlier, two and a half years earlier, and uh, they had the uh, rabbit, but it, he had rough teeth, so... Uh, and he, he talked like this, you know, and what's up, Doc? So Mel said, do you think we can move the teeth off the front end of the 
the carrot here and uh, have him talk like a real uh, like a real rabbit. And, and that's when he uh, decided that the voice for him should be uh, somewhere between Brooklyn and the Bronx. And that's where he got my jump dog. You looking for a rabbit? And, and that's where he got the voice. And interestingly enough, the original voice, I know he did a certain laugh for that rabbit, and that was the laugh he developed in high school, if I'm not mistaken, and that laugh became that of Woody Woodpecker, correct? For, for another studio for Walter Lance, yes. Uh, he developed that when he was in the eighth grade. And uh, the laugh, actually, Bugs had at that time, the original Bugs, was a laugh between that and what Daffy Duck would have. Uh, have uh, in his cartoons. So it was a combination laugh of those two, and then he decided that the real laugh should be part of the Bugs voice, and that's what he developed with the uh, the Bugs character. Now, we're talking right now with Noel Blank, who is the son of the legendary Man of a Thousand Voices, Mel Blank. Your father, even in those days uh, of animation, was truly the master voiceman, unparalleled. But I'm curious to know, what were his feelings about some of his contemporaries, people like Paul Fries, who was the Pillsbury Doughboy, or Hans Conrad, who was Snidely Whiplash, or even somebody like Candy oh, Candido? Han Conry was a very close friend and a very terrific actor, and he could do so many wonderful dialects. And he was on the Mel Blanc radio show, plus being on a, a radio shows uh, at that time, all the character actors were doing uh, basically all radio shows. Mel was being 18 at that time. Right. But the, the really good voice actors would be doing uh, multiple radio uh, shows, and he thought... The voice actors were all really good. Paul Fries, he, he, he was amazed at the announcing voice, especially of Paul Fries. He could sound uh, very much like uh, any announcer you name. Uh, but Paul had a very flexible voice. It uh, wasn't easy to get along with, but he was uh, a tremendous talent. <laughs> so I and heard. So was, and so was Dawes Butler, and a fellow by the name of Lenny Weinrib was, was the funniest of them all. Artie Johnson, Howie Morris, all these names. Uh, he Mel worked with and adored because over the years, over the fifty years that we have the company, uh, we had all the those other actors in doing commercials and uh, all kinds of things uh, for uh, uh, Mel Blank uh, uh, Associates at that time at the beginning, and then Blank Communications later on. So he knew all of them too, and we're good friends with most of them. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up this story, which I know you've been asked about about a thousand times, but in case people do not know this story, your father was in a horrendous car accident in January 1961 uh, when he was uh, driving, I guess he was uh, driving from the Bay Area down to Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. And no, actually he was driving uh, uh, to a recording session the evening. He was already up in the Bay Area, and he had done a number of commercials for an advertising agency, Gross, Perry, and Reed. Right. And uh, he was, he flew down, got into the car, and went home for uh, dinner, and then left at about 5.15 and uh, got on the road to Hollywood. But then uh, he always called Mom when he got to the studio, and she didn't receive any calls. So she called the police and found out that he was in that terrible automobile accident. A kid was driving a big 98 Oldsmobile, and he was in a Aston Martin doing about uh, 26 miles an hour. The kid was out of control, hit him head on, and broke darn near every boat in his body. In fact, the first uh, uh, 65 Flintstone shows were done with him in a prone position, in the laying down with a body cast all the way up to his neck and his legs strung straight out. He was in a body cast for about uh, four months. 
And so, and Bugs Bunny was the one who saved his life, really, when you well, think about it, right? He, they brought him over to the hospital, and he was unconscious for 12 days. We tried to arouse him. And he, although the doctor finally was looking up, because we kept uh, the television on in, in the ICU units when he was under oxygen and all, all kinds of tremendous hoses sticking out of him. And uh, they, uh, the doctor kept seeing that he, the Bugs Bunny cartoons on, because at that time Bugs was on, along with all the other characters, about 20 hours a day. So we just kept the television on him in his ICU. And uh, the doctor got an idea and said, Bugs, can you hear me? Bugs, can you hear me? Bugs Bunny. And my dad looked up, opened his eyes for the first time in 12 days. And this is, I was there with my mom, plus the doctor that appeared on you, you, uh, I guess many television uh, shows later talking about it. Uh, he, my dad looked up to the doctor and said, "Why can't Don?" That's incredible, Noel. Noel, I'm sorry, I have to leave it there. But what a great story that is, Noel Blank, Son of Mel Blank. Thank you for your time. Okay, you're welcome. That's all, Joe. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.